You are listening to the Fuerte Network. Coming to you from a room not being raided by the FBI, my name is Clarissa Rodriguez, and on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the election in Arizona, SCOTUS decisions that are coming in October, and our Rent is Too High discussion panel, where we talked about nobody being able to live in the state, because Arizona, we've got issues. Arizona had its primary election earlier this month, and well, with anything in politics, we know we can never be too happy. The Republican ticket is shaping up to be not the most conservative, but the most radical ticket to date. These people are MAGA-driven and only care about lining their pockets and their friends' pockets and don't care about our communities. Well, on the Democratic side, we did have a win that it wasn't just white men on the ticket. It was a lot of women and a lot of people of color, which is always a win when our communities are being represented by us. And while the primary election is over, the work isn't. With the general election being on November 8th, the last day to register is October 11th. So make sure you guys are going out, registering to vote, telling your friends and family to register to vote, because this could shape up to be one of the most important elections in Arizona's history. With all of the implications that this election has on our communities, it can get a little difficult to figure out who's up for re-election, what offices are up for re-election, and which positions are up for election in general. So it's super important to be an educated voter, and if you're anything like me, the system of politics is just a little hard to navigate sometimes, if I'm being completely honest with you. Lucky for us, our partners over at Progress Arizona put together a voting guide with the office responsibilities and broke it down by local and county levels, our state level, and our federal level. And I'm gonna break it down for you guys right now. So first off, we have the county attorney. And the county attorney prosecutes all felonies in the county and represents the county in legal matters. Next, we have the clerk of the Superior Court. And the clerk of the Superior Court serves a four-year term as an elected officer established by the Arizona Constitution. And the clerk of the Superior Court maintains records of case files such as civil, domestic, criminal, juvenile, and probate records. The Justice of the Peace. The Justice of the Peace duties are to hear every type of civil and criminal traffic violation. With limited jurisdiction, along with many other additional responsibilities, the Justice of the Peace oversees small claims court evictions and other misdemeanors. Next up, the constable. Constables are elected to serve a four-year term as an officer of the county justice courts. Constables have the same legal authority as the county sheriff, but generally only work within their own precincts. So next up, we have the state-level officers and their responsibilities. So we have the governor. So the governor is elected by a popular vote to serve a four-year term as the chief executive officer of the state. The governor has the power to declare a state of emergency and deploy the National Guard. Other primary functions of the governor are to issue executive orders, execute state laws, and approve the state budget. So the governor is a huge office to hold in Arizona as, once again, a lot of implications for our communities. And it's super important for us to elect somebody that's going to help our communities and that is going to fight for us and not line the pockets of their friends and the people that make them money. Next, we have the state representative. Based on the population, Arizona has 30 legislative districts. Two state representatives are elected from each district, resulting in 60 state representatives. Each representative serves a two-year term and is considered the lower chamber. State representatives enact proposals that are referred to voters for approval and the place of constitutional amendments on the ballot. Much like a state senator, the state representatives have the authority to introduce and vote on legislation that only requires a simple majority for a bill to pass. Next up, we have the Secretary of State. The Secretary of State serves as a chief election officer in the state of Arizona and holds a significant place in the state government. One of the most important tasks includes certifying election results. 
and certifying election results we know has been the topic of conversation um, for the last maybe two years because of the election and people not believing in results. And like it says in the description, the Secretary of State certifies election results. And that's super important because if we know the discourse that's been going on with if this last presidential election was real, if it was, if it should have been certified. So just remember that when you guys are voting for the next Secretary of State, that this is the person that's gonna be handling our elections for the next four years. And we do have a presidential election coming up in two years. So just make sure you guys are keeping that in mind when voting for the Secretary of State. Next up, we have the Attorney General. The Attorney General serves a four-year term and is the top legal officer in Arizona and oversees the state of Arizona's law office. The Attorney General's office has jurisdiction over Arizona civil rights laws, organized crime, public corruption, and environmental laws. Also another big office to pay attention to. The Attorney General also has um, a lot of power in the state of Arizona. So honestly, I know that I'm stopping and saying that, you know, pay special attention to these offices, but it's because it's true and it's because these offices are the ones that, you know, have a lot of power here and do affect us, you know, at a very high level. Next up, we have the state treasurer. The Arizona State Treasurer's Office serves as Arizona's chief banking and investment officer. They are responsible for managing and dispersing annual state revenue for administering a budget related to the state's agency, local governments, and Arizona public schools. Next up, we have the superintendent of public instruction. The superintendent of public instruction is elected to serve the state of Arizona as a head of the Department of Education. They oversee the state of Arizona's public school system and direct the state's Department of Education in accordance with state and federal law and state board of education policy. Yeah, I haven't checked the rankings lately of where Arizona's at, um, either last or close to last, but like I said, it's not a good place to be when it comes to education. So um, it's important for us to elect somebody that wants to invest in our public schools, that wants to invest in our teachers, and wants to invest in, you know, the kids' education and um, your kids, your grandkids, your nephews, your cousins. It's important for our future generations to be educated because the way that we're going right now, I don't know where we're going to be in 15 years, and I'm scared. Up next, we have the state mine inspector. The Arizona state mine inspector serves a four-year term and is responsible for ensuring the safety and regulations of mines in Arizona. Corporation commissioner. The corporation commissioner has five members and each is elected to serve a four-year term. The corporation commission's function is to ensure safe, reliable, and affordable utility services. They're responsible for public utility regulation, final decisions on granting or denying rate adjustments, enforcing safety and public service requirements, and approving securities matters. Moving on from the state level, we're going to go ahead and move on to the federal level. So we have the United States Senate. The United States Senate is considered the upper chamber of Congress. Senators are elected to represent their entire state and serve a six-year term. Each state selects two U.S. Senators, totaling 100 members in the Senate. Uh, the U.S. Senate is in charge of authorizing federal policy like drafting or amending bills and maintaining oversight of the federal budget for the government. <clears throat> Up next, we have the U.S. House of Representatives. The United States House of Representatives is considered the lower chamber of Congress. U.S. Representatives are elected to a two-year term, serving people in specific congressional districts. There are 435 representatives in the House, and based on population, Arizona currently has nine congressional districts. A special thank you to Progress Arizona for putting together that voter guide. I know it's going to help me in this election, and I hope it's going to help all of you. So now there's no reason for you not to be an educated voter. Make sure you guys are registered to vote by October 11th so that you guys are able to vote in this year's general election on November 8th. As we know, the Supreme Court has made a lot of bad decisions the last couple of months, but it's very important that when these decisions come out to not spread misinformation. 
And that's very important um, with this latest ruling that came in June 8th, where I was seeing viral tweets and, you know, mutuals of mine, friends of mine on Twitter, Instagram, um, sharing that the Supreme Court ruled that uh, CBP agents could go into people's homes with if they're 100 miles within a border, which isn't true. So let's go ahead and break down that ruling right now. What actually came out of this was that agents can pull over cars or buses and ask for identification papers and don't need a warrant, probable cause, or permission to do so if they're within that 100 miles of the border, which is over 200 million people and includes 10 of the largest cities in the country. They do, however, need one of those justifications to legally do more than that. For instance, searching the vehicle for contraband. This 100-mile zone applies to vehicles, but not to buildings, meaning agents still need legal justification, such as a warrant to enter a home or a business. However, closer to the border, the law does give agents some additional access. It says within a distance of 25 miles from any such external boundary, they may have access to private lands, but not dwellings. The law explicitly states homes are off-limits, meaning even within a 25-mile zone, border patrol agents cannot enter your home without a permission, a warrant, or probable cause. So as we read here, um, regardless of the misinformation you're seeing all over the internet, it's super important that you do your own research when it comes to decisions like this because it does cause a lot of panic for people that are within these regions that are within this 100-mile radius. Instead of spreading misinformation, let's spread facts and help us be an informed community on these issues that impact us the most. So when it comes to being informed, I just wanna let you guys know that the Supreme Court session does begin on October 3rd. And let's just make sure to keep an eye out for any major decisions that are coming our way that are gonna affect me, you, and everybody that you love and everyone in our communities. Speaking of our beloved community, um, last Friday we held our Rent is Too High discussion panel where we also revealed the four winners. Yes, you heard me right. We had a tie for second place. So we had four winners for our poster contest um, and they're really amazing. They're super creative. So I just want to give a huge shout out to all of the winners. So make sure to go check out um, their posters and their profiles and all their other artwork that they're doing. We can't wait to collaborate with them um, on future projects. So yes, thank you all so much for participating in this challenge. It was great to see all of the amazing work that everybody put into this and how the housing crisis in Arizona was affecting them individually and how that helped them create their art. Thank you to not only our participants, but also thank you to our judges and thank you to our panelists, uh, Petra Morrison, Paris Wallace, Representative Solorio and Glinda Wallace for sharing their expertise and for sharing resources with us. I'm sure that not all of us knew were available to us. So make sure to go visit our website at rentistohigh.org if you want any more information on the campaign or if you want to tell your own individual rent story, we're more than happy to hear that um, and to document it. But thank you so much to everybody that attended. Um, and once again, a huge shout out to all of the artists that participated. We can't wait to see all of the amazing art that you create next. And we'll see you at our next event. This has been a Fuerte Network production in association with Frecuencia Alterna and Olona Multimedia. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the show are my own and do not necessarily reflect those of the Fuerte Network. This episode was hosted by Clarissa Rodriguez and produced and edited by Dani Arona and Jesus Vasquez. Executive producers Don Medina and Zingarona. Follow Fuerte on social media at FuerteAZ and log on to Fuerte.org to sign up for our mailing list.